Good evening. Thank you for coming out to worship and observe Good Friday. If you look in the back of your bulletin, you will see that we have our services all um, lined up here on Easter. The next worship services we have would be Easter Sunday morning, beginning with 6.30 a.m. on the beach and 9 and 11 in here and 10 o'clock in the campus center. Please come back to worship with us. All the hymns that we're going to sing this evening in this service are in the back side of the bulletins, and I hope you'll find them there. And also, following the last hymn, we invite you to remain, um, to remain in here for some times for prayer and meditation. And either, actually there are three places to do prayer and meditation at the end of, actually it's not really the end of the service, this part of the service. You could sit here in the sanctuary or you could go out to the courtyard, which is a bit wet, unfortunately. But we, if you're like me, you will still want to wander around and pray and, and, and in conversation with God. And also in the campus center. And there is uh, printed materials of Isaiah chapter 53 towards the back of the bulletin as well. Now let us turn to call to worship in our bulletin. Blessed be the Father, blessed be the name of the Lord our God. For us and for our salvation, Christ became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Let us pray the opening prayer together. Into your hands, O merciful Savior, we commend ourselves. Acknowledge, we humbly pray, a sheep of your own fold, a lamb of your own flock, a sinner of your own redeeming. Receive us into the arms of your mercy, into the blessed rest of everlasting peace, and into the glorious company of the saints in light in the life to come. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
please be seated. Tonight, we remember how Jesus' death happened. Tonight, we are here to remember and to open ourselves once again to the transformation of our souls. Our Good Friday service this evening is an adoption of Hal Hobson's Tenebrae, a service of darkness. The scripture readings in this service follow the progression of Jesus' crucifixion and death given in the 15th chapter of the Gospel according to Mark. This chapter tells us about Jesus' passion, death, and burial. It is the heart of Mark's version of the Gospel story of God's love for us. This story forms the context of our lives today. These readings of Jesus' suffering and death are painful to hear. But without the death of our Lord Jesus, there is no Easter. There is no Easter Sunday. This suffering passion of Christ is a mystery we can never fully understand as human beings. This story is, in the end, the story of our own redemption and salvation. This story is the key to our new identity as sisters and brothers of Christ. As we listen to this great and holy story, we will realize that we move from being hearers of the story to being participants. We become a part of the story ourselves. This is the story that calls for completion in our human response. The first response was that of the centurion who said, truly, this man was God's son. The centurion moved from being a visual witness to a believer. We, too, may move from witnesses who hear the reading of the story tonight to believers. Like the centurion, we, too, may have our hearts and minds and souls, our identities transformed so that we may come to belong completely to Christ. Our Presbyterian brief statement of faith reflects the writing of the Apostle Paul as it begins, in life and in death we belong to God. The ending also references the Apostle Paul saying, with believers in every time and place we rejoice that nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. As the Apostle Paul puts it in his letter to Romans in chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. I invite you, brothers and sisters in Christ, to listen carefully with me both to the words of scripture that are going to be read tonight and to the words of music. Let us listen as our own hearts responds to the story of Jesus' passion, death, and burial. 
Let us listen as our hearts are opened to receive salvation. Let us listen for God's sacrificial love throughout this story. Let us listen and honor our feelings of fear and loss. Let us listen to our feelings of hope. Let us listen for any movement of gratitude, any surprise of wonder. Let us listen for what evokes our love for God. Let us listen to this story in which we belong and through which we are transformed. Let us now prepare our ears and hearts to listen. Let us pray. Redeeming God, we pray for sisters and brothers in Christ, in the church throughout the world, as they with us remember Christ's crucifixion this night. We pray for all nations and peoples of the earth that all may serve the common good and with your help seek justice and truth and live in peace and harmony. Merciful God, have compassion on all who do not know you. Let your gospel be preached with grace and power to all. Turn people's hearts toward you, we pray, and bring home to your fold those who have gone astray, we pray. Holy God, we commit ourselves to you and pray for the grace of a holy life, that we may be accounted worthy to enter into the fullness of the joy of our Lord and receive the crown of life in the day of resurrection. Eternal God of unchanging power and light, look with mercy on your whole church. Bring to completion your saving work so that the whole world may see peace prevail and the fallen lifted up, the old made new, the sick healed, the grieving and lonely comforted, the hungry fed, the homeless given shelter, and all things through to perfection. We ask this in the name of him through whom all things were made, our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen.
As soon as it was morning, <clears throat> the chief priest held a consultation with the elders and the scribes and the whole council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, you say so. Then the chief priest accused him of many things. Pilate asked him again, have you no answer? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further reply, so that Pilate was amazed. Now at the festival, he used to release a prisoner for them, anyone whom they asked. Now a man called Barabbas was in prison with the rebels who had committed murder during the insurrection. So the crowd came and began to ask Pilate to do for them according to his custom. And then he asked them, do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. Pilate spoke to them again, Then what do you wish me to do with the man you call king of the Jews? And they shouted back, Crucify him! Pilate asked them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him! So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas for them, and after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Crucify! Crucify! Let him be crucified! 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 Let him be crucified! 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 Let him be crucified! soldiers led him into the courtyard of the palace, that is, the governor's headquarters, and they called together the whole cohort. And they clothed him in a purple cloak, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on him, and they began saluting him, Hail, King of the Jews. They struck his head with a reed, spat upon it, and knelt down in homage to him. After mocking him, they stripped him of the purple cloak, and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. They compelled a passerby who was coming in from the country to carry his cross. It was Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus. 
Then they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his clothing among them, casting lots to decide what each should take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. And with him they crucified two bandits, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, aha, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests, along with the scribes, were also mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now so that we might see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also taunted him.
When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sakbachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, listen, he's calling for Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink, saying, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come and take him down. Then Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now, when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way, in this way, he breathed his last, he said, truly this man was God's son. There were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, the younger, and of Joseph and Salome. These used to follow him and provided for him when he was in Galilee. And there were many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem.
when evening had come, and since it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council, who was also himself waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate wondered if he were already dead, and summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had been dead for some time. When he learned from the centurion that he was dead, he granted the body to Joseph. Then Joseph bought a linen cloth, and taking down the body, wrapped it in the linen cloth and laid it in a tomb that had been hewn out of the rocks. He then rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph saw where the body was laid. <laughs> 